0: This is kind of like the end of season one here. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh,
1: welcome to all the horrible things.
0: Uh, well, yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Welcome posts? to the. Yeah, welcome to all the horrible things. End of the year jamboree.
1: That's right. Twenty twenty two flew by. It was beautifully horrific. Oh God! All yeah. sorts of macabre uh, business occurred during this year, both in all the real life and on on screen. But we're going to celebrate that, that which was on screen and horrific.
0: Yeah, the things that we actually liked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. The things we not, like not the atrocities that's happening in the real world. No,
0: no, no we're all we're yeah. trying to escape that with this. Episode. Yes, indeed.
1: I think watching horror helps us deal with the actual horrors in the 100%. world. One hundred percent. I cushions compl- the blow as it's like, hey, at least we're not being disemboweled. So. There's that. <laughs> there's, there's
0: always that.
1: <laughs> so we are today going to kind of dissect the highs and the lows of the years in terms of uh, film as well as series. <laughs> Granted, there's definitely less TV series that we're going to be talking about just because there's I think there's not enough horror TV series out there or, or streaming series as it is. That's a good point. Maybe we should start with the TV series that, that were hit or miss for us this year. All right. Um, since it is kind of a smaller one, then we can go into the deep dive of the film, because um, otherwise, I feel like the st- streaming TV is going to be an afterthought. But um, yeah, which one would you say like really knocked your socks off this year? Okay, well, I, I could I-, I could put
0: two up there that knocked my socks off. One I was an- uh, anticipating, um, which was Wednesday. Yes, I was really looking Wednesday forward to Wednesday was predictably good. Yes, and Wednesday was 2022's, like, exciting new series that got pushed back and was well worth the wait. And then the other show I would say that knocked my socks off was Cabinet of Curiosities, Guillermo del Toro's anthology series that I knew was coming, but I wasn't, like— I guess anticipating it to be that, that good. I, I, I guess I didn't know what
1: to expect. Yeah, I know you really love anthologies, but I always know how hit or miss they are. So yeah. I, I can't say that I was super excited for them. Um, but when it did come out, I loved the meta frame. I loved what, uh, how much he put of himself into it. It was very yeah. Guillermo flavored. Um, and I loved four of the eight. So it, it would definitely, yeah. it's up there for me in terms of poor, Uh, And it did have some like legit horror moments. That I would say is the drawback of Wednesday and that it is maybe too horror comedy, if we're talking like straight horror. Loved it though, of course. But um, you don't don't see enough grisly stuff in there. Granted, because it is kind of probably more aimed at young adults. But... True. uh, Nevertheless, as the geezer that I am, I I still adored it. (laughs) And it had enough horrific tropes that... It counts, it qualifies, and and it was gold. It was gold throughout. What, in your opinion,
0: knocked your socks off as far as
1: streaming in 2022? Well, it's kind of a... I wanted 8 I'm not 1899, but Archive 81 to be as good as it was in the first half of the season throughout. It kind of disassembled toward the latter half of the season, but I would say what intrigued me the most from the onset was... Archive 81. I got goosebumps seeing that weird beastie on the screen. That gave me chills. Archive 81 really hit home at first. And it was yeah. what I was the most excited about. And I'm really bummed that they're not getting a second <sighs> season of that. So that, I guess, would probably be the scariest one if we were to qualify what I felt was scariest. I felt the tone of that really hit me. But in terms of the Wednesday, my Wednesday was the baby. I'm not sure you've seen The Baby on HBO. I yet, haven't have started it yet. It's on HBO Max. Oh, it's so fun. And really graphic, too, with this baby that has these really demonic qualities but looks super adorable. And it's this—it's a British horror comedy, but that's really strangely deep, too, and an awesome um, protagonist that you follow throughout and her crazy woman that's, that's with her as well. Great characters all around on The Baby. I think it's one that people are snoozing on that they got to catch okay that's good to know
0: uh what about was, the mediocre realms well i was gonna say for me as much as i enjoyed archive 81 or parts of it yeah. having it being uh, or, or, or like not continuing almost ruins the entire thing for me
1: i agree yeah because there was so many questions left unanswered at the end that it's just like he pulled the rug from out, out from under us as, as yeah. those who were excited about it.
0: Um, and that's a bummer. Something that I was excited about and uh also enjoyed moments of it was the Korean show, All of Us Are Dead. But which... did you finish it?
1: Yeah, you did. Okay, I liked it too. I got deep into it, but at some point enough time had passed or I wasn't gonna go back. Yeah, you know,
0: they were very long. I episodes. think there's probably only
1: three episodes, but they're... okay, sorry, go ahead. No,
0: I was going to say, I, I think that they really milked the hell out of that show, which, yes. you, you know, is super expensive, especially when you're doing a zombie show. Right. I think that show would have been much better if they had just shortened it.
1: Tightened it. Tightened it you're up. absolutely right. There were some fun characters, some really interesting family dynamics that were going on, too. And even yeah. the relationship between the kids, they had some archetypal stuff, but they did have some less assuming Characters that I did enjoy, but you're absolutely right. The problem with the show was there was too many fluff episodes, too many episodes that were kind of like pointless and meaningless, and, and the same thing happened again and again. Running down the hallways, getting in a new classroom, <laughs> putting desks against the door again, sort yeah. of thing. It just uh, it was repetitive. But you're you're right. It did have like legit horror moments in every single episode. It just it, I don't know. I couldn't. I, I, I don't almost, know. If it, did it stick the landing? Is there
0: going to be uh, more? No. And I, well, I don't know if there's going to be more, but I will say this. It was almost like watching two seasons worth of material stretched right. out or, you know, pushed into one because they could have stopped after episode like six. Yes. Left us on more of a cliffhanger. I totally agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, um, I am a sucker for a zombie show still. I don't know what it is. I know that the whole genre has been just bashed over our heads and yeah. i i would imagine I, I thought i heard something about someone buying the rights to um R- romero's uh day of the dead um s- like th- basically buying the rights mm-hmm. and trying to continue that and i don't know if we need it especially now no
1: without- i don't know if we need it either because on my need to or potentially haven't seen but might want to is the new walking dead i don't know if you've seen this tales of the walking dead it's like the new incarnation i'm pretty sure so- it's the second spin-off Tales of the Walking Dead is an anthology series of the is Walking it? Dead. Okay, yeah.
0: and they've gotten oh. some bigger names to come in. I've watched a couple episodes of those. Where, if you're going to do a zombie series, it's almost best to jump around instead of spending the same time on a group. Like I, I will say, one of the biggest disappointments, not of just <laughs> this year, but the last several years of just the actual Walking Dead, ended on a very uh, frustrating moment I mean they're, they're going to spin it off several shows and it was almost a cop out of, of like not ending the actual Walking Dead show yeah
1: yeah. I mean after a while that show felt like more of a money grab oh. and a merch ploy than anything oh, else uh, Absolutely, I, it was obviously really great from the start but then I would say I think I abandoned it soon after Rick's son died spoiler alert he like lost the eye and then he subsequently dies pretty soon after that if i remember
0: ah that character Uh, even
1: then i was just more like background fatter for me fodder but you're saying tales of the walking dead you've you've watched some and it's good as these individual stories i watched the first two
0: episodes i believe i think i watched two and they were entertaining because you're you're jumping into a a moment uh instead of watching like um you know years worth of of just dialogue and then yes. little sections of, <laughs> character of action nuances. drama. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So like there's an episode with Terry Cruz, you know. Uh, oh, okay. And, and he's awesome and he's very fun to watch. He has a really good episode Uh of, and his character lives in a bomb shelter, decides to finally leave to actually meet a pen pal. And it's, It's really interesting, and I almost think that's the way, almost the same way that, and this is something else we could talk about, we have talked about, is American Horror Story, doing American Horror Stories, this is the equivalent of that. It ties into the world, but we're jumping into um, flashes of people's experience within the the apocalypse.
1: All right, I'm going to have to give that one a shot then. Um, There's another one that I just came across that I hadn't really heard about until I started doing researches on streaming horror that's recently come out. And there's a show called From. Have you heard of the show at all? You know, from the executive producer of Lost. I think I've heard it of it, but I have not seen um, the The show. The premise looks pretty cool. I mean, it seems like the star is Harold Perrineau. Um, I remember him best as Mercutio from Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he was also in Lost, too. But it's about ultimately, like, holding a whole town captive. People who enter this town can't leave because of some sort of machinations. That's really kind of all only gist I know so far, but it sounds good. And he's a good enough actor that I'm going to definitely he's a, give it a actor. shot because of him. He's underrated.
0: That guy, he's great. Oh yeah. I mean, wasn't he also on, um, or, or in the, the matrix films and. God, yeah, I don't he, remember him from matrix. Yeah, huh. yeah. 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 Like the sequels. Yes. Yeah. The sequels. Okay. Okay. Um, that, that I believe i huh. where's that streaming sorry do you know offhand i don't that's okay know right well, off the top of my head worth doing the research it sounds like a cool premise yes the other one that i'm desperate to see i don't know how i haven't watched it yet is Los of Spookies. have you watched this yet i have not and i've heard great things and i also heard they just canceled it
1: oh that sucks so two seasons and that's gone i know when i was looking up lists that was like one or two on a couple lists Of Hmm. the best horror out there. I mean, it sounds more like comedy horror from what I can tell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fred Armisen's uh, in it. Yes, I gotta, I gotta catch that one. Um, even though it's canceled, uh, I gotta catch it. Yeah, I'm still having trouble seeing where. Oh, it's on Epics. Okay, From is on Epics. Of course it is.
0: You know, (laughs) Epics is doing a really great job though of coming up with, um, horror television, and it makes you almost Mm. want to subscribe because they started off with, um. Chapel Wait, which is the uh Stephen King story oh, right. uh that ties into Salem's lot. They have another right. one that um well anyway, it, it sounds like Epix is putting some money into horror television.
1: That's good. I mean yeah. Shutter doesn't do any TV series, right? They're they just strictly do. movies.
0: They do. They it's do. just that people don't necessarily talk about them. They have a couple um they have a, a TV a, a series called Slasher. Um, which might oh, okay. be worth looking into, but I, I I'm guilty of not jumping into their TV shows, but more just you know watching the new released films. I think
1: I did watch a season of Slasher, and it was pretty decent. So people th- living I in mean, an apartment complex together,
0: you know, there some really uh, nasty rumors going around right now that AMC um isn't necessarily in love with Shutter's numbers, which is very disappointing. To, to the oof. idea of them getting rid of uh Shudder when they could get rid of AMC plus, which no one is talking about. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hope <laughs> they don't cancel Shudder on us.
1: Yeah, that would that would suck. It um, would it would suck. The last one that I haven't seen that I want to see is this animated one called Little Demon. I don't know if you heard about it, but some girl whose dad is the devil or something. Yeah, that's on and FX. Animated it, horror is rare.
0: It's it's um I believe it's Danny DeVito and his daughter.
1: Oh that's great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's on FX. Okay, that has you have you watched it or not? No, no, I haven't. It's on my list as well. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, I do want to mention some kind of like mediocre ones. I I was really, really, really enjoying the interview with the vampire series. Yeah. Um, and then they cast this person as the Kirsten Dunce role as the Claudia role, the oh, young I know. girl vampire. And she's very distracting. She's not as good as the two mains and I, I kind of have lost interest in it since she's popped up. Same here. Uh, granted, I know finish. what happens to this character. Of so course. I'm going to probably look forward to that happening to this character sooner than later and go back just simply because new Orleans is featured so beautifully in it. Um, and it is rich in actually takes new angles on the interview that weren't taken in the film uh, that I think are more uh, akin to what goes on in the novel. And uh, I have hope that it could bring this series um, attention that it deserves. I remember when I was younger, I loved that movie, Interview with the Vampire. Same here. That was one I remember writing papers on in college and (laughs) just loved the atmosphere so much of it. So at first I thought they were doing a great job of it. And then I just felt like, okay, this is getting repetitive again, which is so hard not to do. Um, and one that I know we're going to eventually talk about and I haven't finished it yet is let the right one in. That's another one where it really kicks ass to begin with. And then as you get mid season, it just kind of slows down and is not that's as exciting. And that's where I am right now. So I remember being excited about watching episodes of both of those. And now I'm at the point where I, they're piling up and yeah, I, I know I'll probably, definitely finish let the right one in, um, but I'm not sure about Interview with the Vampire at this point. I, I hear you. I am also behind
0: on Interview with the Vampire. I think the f- season is concluded. I think yeah. I stopped right after the new character joined in as well. That Claudia is so
1: annoying. Plus, I... what made Kirsten Dunst so good is that she was 12 years old when yeah. she was cast, and it was so appropriate. But you got this girl who's 19 playing the 12-year-old, and it just doesn't have that same sort of... I, I I agree. agree. Uh,
0: the, the the problem with this character is that she learns that she'll never grow old. You know, and being stuck as a twelve year old right. would suck. Being stuck as a nineteen year old sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, that's See, also what makes it so muddled. Is because this character in interview the the series it seemed much more sexualized than Kirsten. And you
0: know they did and that, that on
1: for, on purpose. And it's it's a cop out because
0: I agree. Uh, okay, you wanted to make a that's true blood, right? That's, you want
1: to do sexy vampires? Right. Yeah. Another show it has very true blood vibes. That character. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. One that I, I mentioned earlier and you said you were struggling with was 1899. I did watched the whole thing i really enjoyed it mostly because of their predecessor dark which just knocked my socks off with how amazingly intricate and the storytelling that was done in that is like next level in terms of like sci-fi horror-ish vibes it's shakespearean in what it does with its characters Mm -hmm. and like how it saw future plot and executed it so well. So I have that same sort of hope for 1899. And all I can say for those who struggle with um, the atmosphere being stuck in a boat, you might not have to worry about that. If it does get picked up again, sort of thing. Sure. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. But it, it, (laughs) <laughs> well, what what would you struggle with it was just too many characters too many languages no no
0: i in fact loved all that and i and i didn't necessarily have a, an issue with them being on the boat i think i had an issue with how certain episodes dragged like we just saw them running around in a maze okay
1: i i hear you there um Yes, I, I, I felt like there there was a lot of pushing of plot points. And, and you, you do you do see them run down the halls very often. A lot. It did have a, a cyclical nature to it. And what's interesting is in dark, that cyclical sort of thing kind of works. So I'm kind of, I'm hoping that that is then when you look at it in retrospect, pointing to the grander theme of what's going on cyclically Mm -hmm. um but yeah i get it and uh mara had the same problem we were watching he's like "Didn't we just see this scene over (laughs) and over again so i i get that but i really am hoping that it was purposely done for the sake of yeah uh, what what the payoff is and i really just love this is the second show that's ever used these big screens as the background no longer is there green screens but they filmed it with legitimately huge yeah. you know whatever 16 well, the mandalorian whatever, you know, invented in.
0: like this idea of Is that that did that too was that the first one? I think John Favreau was the one who brought that into it's that sounds it's not right. necessarily yeah. green screen but in they they created like this it's almost like around them completely too. Yes. Which is uh, awesome. It's
1: like ultimate VR, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But that pays off because it looks phenomenal. The look mm. of the show is is great. Um and I credit the husband wife team that that does that. But well, I see where you're coming from. I don't well, think it is as, uh, as, you know, easy to sell as other shows at all. And and having said all the things about
0: the the um, maybe boring might be a little harsh, the slower moments, <laughs> I still recognize it as a good television. I know the writing's yeah. good. The idea is super cool, especially when you look at where the show starts and where season one ends. Really, yeah. really cool. Uh, didn't necessarily see that coming. However, I will wait for season two and
1: and hopefully really enjoy that. You know, and speaking uh, of Lost, I felt like it really shared a structure with Lost and that you kind of like get introduced to the backstory of a new character every episode. I had mixed feelings at first, but I I thought it paid
0: off. I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, I was going to add one more to our list that we almost I don't want to say forgot about, maybe put out of our minds. Remember, (laughs) we did an episode about this too, Resident Evil.
1: Oh my god! I didn't even put it on the list. I either. know, and that's another um, one that
0: was sort of disappointing—a very big miss.
1: Yeah, yeah, that it had moments. Was. It definitely did. Um, but yeah, I- I'm I'm not sad that it's not coming back because it took up a lot of time. I feel like there was a lot of episodes of that one, like at least yeah. ten or twelve, right? Yeah, it yeah. was not crunchy. It was definitely. Uh, <laughs> Very viscous. I, I don't yeah. know. It just it, it didn't do it for me. A um, couple other ones I do want to mention is we both like Shining Veil. good horror comedy. Oh, yeah, yep. Worth worth a watch. Um, my biggest disappointment was I had high hopes for the show Paper Girls. I don't know if you've watched that. Did it's about, not. It's on AMC. Paper though, Girls right? dealing with this horrific, multi dimensional sort of thing that's going on. Um, it's canceled, and I, I think it's, that's good because whereas the comic book is supposed to be like really groundbreaking, interesting the actors and just the production value of it on amazon amazon struggles sometimes i feel like with, with what they put out there series wise uh was really subpar it, and really just honestly the, the girls were not characters that you you latched on to i don't know if mm. actors or, or what it just didn't suck you in at all got through the first episode and we were out it was done weren't weren't good enough um and then finally i've started it but i haven't finished it the patient have you watched this on fx no. Because it's essentially a series. Oh, you know killer.
0: what? I, I I, threw me for a loop there with it. I have seen half of it. <laughs> I half hate the whole know. series. Yeah, and I need to finish it. Yeah. I, I. That was another one where I sort of just took a break from maybe, and now it just piled up. Yeah.
1: Yes. I do want to go back to that one because I love Steve Carell so much yeah. and love him in that part, and I love uh, Gleason so much. So good. Uh, speaking of which, it's not all horror, but I recently watched Banshees of Inishirin. which oh, his you know Brendan Gleason, the father of yeah. the serial killer in this, and it's amazing. And frankly, it does have some horrific aspects to it. <laughs> uh, but those, the Gleason family is so freaking good. Outside yeah. of the horror, too, is a show called Bad Sisters. Um, on HBO, and it has Gleason's other son in it in a large. Really? Heart, and I had never seen him act before, and he's awesome no. too. And in a way, that that's dealing with a murder as well. So it's not traditional horror, more All right. uh, thrillery, I guess. But yeah, the Gleason family can do no wrong, and that's why I'm definitely <laughs> going to finish The Patient. Because um, he plays a good serial killer, and I like he does. like he, he does. He's got these interesting quirks too. He's always drinking like a big gulp. Yeah, you know, it's what just, is I feel with like that? It's, it's been written really interestingly, Yeah, and I want to see what, what happens with it. So I'm going to go back to The Patient. It's a little bit of a slower burn for horror, because you're kind of more dealing with the psyche of a serial killer than actually seeing him do the killings, but it's it's worth a look. It is. Well, that covered it, right? Was there anything else we missed? Oh, you I know, guess we could just mention Stranger Things 4 knocked it out of the park this yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really exceptional. Um Yeah it These- goes three, season three is my favorite one and then four and then mm. two, but three mm. and four are very close in my books in terms of quality. Yeah, they did a good job in season four, bringing it back into the horror verse. Yes, I completely, yeah. I completely agree there. Yeah. Well, let's dive into some of the TV. I'm sorry, not the TV. The films. The films. Not yes. to the park. Granted, a lot of these movies went straight to streaming. Straight to okay. TV. Okay. So. Let's
0: let's work backwards here. Let's let's go up to the to the wire because I know that we were trying to you know fill in some movies here before we recorded this. I want to talk about those because I think. I slept on some of them, you know, like uh, a couple of them that I watched. I really, really liked and are on my list. So I would love to talk about some of the ones that we, you know, waited to the final moments to to watch.
1: Well, in a lot of cases, I hadn't even heard of them until I went to the top uh, horror movies of 2022 on the Rotten Tomatoes and the, the consensus, you know, and then like literally in the top 10, I'd only maybe seen half of them, yeah. which kind of blew my mind because I'd never even heard of some of these ones that are ranked so ridiculously high, including number one, which I don't think you've gotten a chance to see yet, which I literally just finished 20 minutes ago, and it made my top 10. Granted, it might have a recency biased, uh, but it was so freaking cool. Um and it's put together by like a family, the Adams Adams family, only 1D. <laughs> but uh That's brilliant. Have you have you even heard Hellbender. of Hellbender? I have heard of it. It's on Shudder, right? Yes, it is a Shudder film. It's um, on my, my on my list. It's in my queue. I just haven't watched it. Oh my god, it was freaking cool. Uh, uh Yeah. And usually I kind of put off these horror movies the other night, maybe have a cocktail with it, go so I get sucked in even more. We're talking a morning view. Stone Cold Sober here, and I freaking loved it, man! It did stuff I'd never seen before done with uh,
0: Wiccan. Lore. Now, is this about um, a teenage girl uh, primarily, and she learns her family is sort of into witchcraft?
1: Or is that she kind of? Well, okay, so I would argue that it's not. It, she's not the lead. I would say because okay. it really just follows her and her mother, and they both, I say, have uh, equal clout in it or equal playtime if you okay and they're both fascinating characters but the allegory is ultimately this mother is seeing her daughter kind of come into her own and starting to realize that she's a witch so it's all this allegory of like you know coming of age sort of thing but sure as a witch not really understanding that she was what she is and her dark side kind of just starts pulling her more and more in and her mother's trying to fight it and they're certainly like Aspects of addiction into it too. Kind of like brings me back to like Willow and Buffy, where she starts dabbling with the magic and it gets darker and darker and sucks her in more and more until she finds out like uh she's like a fungus sort of thing and how she reproduces is self-reproduction, but something has to happen before that can occur that's really interesting. And her ultimately becoming like scarier than her mom. Wow. Who's essentially trying to keep her um more like a person, more like human than this dark entity. And uh I just the the film uh, making alone, just like the cinematography and the, uh, strikingly, the coloring of it, really was noticeable to me. i I was just enamored with this film and found it also so interesting that you have a father uh, and her two his two daughters and his wife are all the the leads in this movie okay it's a complete family affair and at first because i hadn't looked into it i was like damn that's some good casting she really looks like her mom and that's because it was her mom that's so cool um and i think you're gonna love it um the other which one that did make my top list was uh what is it you're not gonna be alone right you won't be alone that was the one with naomi Rapus, uh with She Was Stuck in a Cave, and then it's that transmogrifying one. we definitely saw that one, too. We talked about that one
0: earlier in the year, yeah.
1: Okay, what were some of the other new ones that weren't on your radar that you recently watched?
0: Well, I I won't say that it wasn't on my radar, because I have heard, um, I think maybe through Letterboxd, people talking about it throughout the year, was um, Speak No Evil. Now, this is oh about, okay. I haven't seen this one. Okay, so this is this is about a family, a uh, Norwegian family, Danish family. They're on vacation in Italy, and they meet right. this other family from Holland, and they sort of hit it off, and they. You know, they both go home and then they get the the, the Danish family. uh, They get a a message from like a postcard from the the, uh, Holland family saying, drive down here. We really liked you. Our our son liked your daughter. They're really little kids and come, come stay with us and everything. We'll take care of everything. And it's basically like like a hospitality horror if you will because they welcome really? into their home and then things just each night get a little bit weirder like interesting here's not a spoiler but the, the our, our main uh the mom is a vegetarian and as soon as they go to the the the, the home in holland it's like they had forgotten she was a vegetarian and they start pushing like meat on her and it's things like that. It's almost uh, like they're gaslighting them, but like in, in, like in a see. much shorter period of time. And then, yeah, just things spiral out of control, but it's really, really interesting. And okay. by the end of the movie, yeah, sounds good. it's, 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 you know, it's just, you're all tensed up and it was surprisingly huh. good. And now another one that I had heard about and just sort of like put it off was sissy. And sissy, I know we were talking before we started recording, uh, was is more of like uh, social media or uh, millennial horror. You know, it's it's how um, you know basically. I think it was about depression, you know, and 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 not depression and anxiety. Yeah, Yeah. yes, and and not being okay with who you are necessarily. Right, and this Um, one, this one surprised me. Like I, I. I didn't really know what to expect. It was almost like bridesmaids meets, uh, you know, because <laughs> it, it's a slasher movie. Yeah. It turns
1: into a slasher pretty much where yeah. people start dropping like flies. Uh, yeah. Thanks to our, our lead. Who Sissy. It's almost like a reluctant killer in a way until the end where she kind of starts to embrace it more. Yeah. Um, because for the most part, I mean, it wasn't like, it's not intentional murder, you know?
0: No, um, no. The, she There the was fits the...
1: of rage or anxiousness that lead to a lot of the deaths here.
0: Yeah, and, and right? so not to try to find a comparison between this and Speak No Evil, what I was just talking about. But the 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 thing about both of these movies that was really interesting is is, is letting people treat you the way you don't want to be treated. So oh, yeah. So in in the Speak yeah. No Evil. They're pushing these things on them because they can and 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 they're just so nice that they allowed it to happen to them. (laughs) And in Sissy, she was not there to cause any trouble, but something from her past that just, you know, couldn't be forgiven by another girl and this, this hen party. This is Australian or was it New Zealand? I'm Australian and forgive me listeners for confusing those two. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was, you know, like
1: uh just maybe let things go. Yes. Uh yeah, to the extreme, ultimately being a doormat in a way. But at the yeah. same time, the the beautiful um irony of what was happening to this character and kinda her pushover qualities leading to the horror was that she did have a successful she was an influencer so yeah. it was this strange dichotomy where she had all these para friends right parasocial yeah. connections with people that she didn't know that all kind of like worshiped her in a way but the people that were actually in her life they validated um, didn't her didn't trust her invalidated this totally suggested that how she made money was fraud um, yeah, which I they, thought was really fascinating, too, the way that it kind of deconstructs influencers. And it really and comes and down to jealousy. With- they were
0: jealous and of yes. how easy things were. And the ironic thing is that Sissy or Cecilia's social, her whole social presence is about calming and, and like, yoga and being at peace with well, yourself. I,
1: I, okay, explain this to me, because it seemed like her biggest um, draw or her angle, her gimmick as this... Uh, you know, online therapist in a way, was the hyperventilation therapy that she did. Have you heard of this before? I have not. And and I was... To me, that seems like the opposite of calming when you're just breathing really, really, really quick <laughs> yeah. like she does. Yeah. It seems like it's completely contradictory to yeah. what she's trying to do. But uh, it, it was fitting given... When you learn about the backstory of this girl and the girls that are involved in the hen party... <laughs> You get a sense of why she's so disconnected, and it is—it's a really gruesome scene too. It's really fun. I, I think all of all of the the gore in this film is pretty damn good. I know, uh, specifically the um, well, they hit a kangaroo, which was.
0: You know the equivalent of hitting who uh,
1: a... was my spirit animal, man. I had to look away and as a I horror just, fan it's... that is a rare for me, but when yeah. I saw my spirit animal or, or i guess power animal now, there you go. Um, I need to learn what my had is. to look away
0: I hadn't seen that though it's the equivalent of hitting a deer here right. and, yeah. and the, that moment reminded me of of um get out when you know like setting oh, up yeah. that moment of of uh you know foreshadowing. Before you get to this yeah. hell house.
1: <laughs> right. In a similar scene where you do the humane thing and you put the thing out of its misery. Yeah. But they did uh, it with a tire. <laughs> they did it with the tire. Oh, the tire. great foreshadowing yeah, it was, though. It, it really was. I thought it was well constructed. I would argue that they could have cut about 15 minutes from it. Yeah. Um, because there was some scenes that kind of just were stagnant that were Unnecessary and lingering on a single shot, sort of stuff. Sure. And, and toward the end, I felt like, okay, that's the end. Oh wait, no. Oh no, this yeah. is the end No. And there was a couple extra endings I felt like weren't necessary. Um, I was happy but with as the a whole. Out. The very end, yes, where it kind of looped it back. But I, I don't know. At some point, I was waiting for this character Alex to get back in the game and put an end yeah. to everything. Yeah. Um. Because I felt like it was dragging on a little bit too long. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. But. When she does show up and makes a mistake, it's amazing. I was, like, rooting for the unexpected occurrence uh, at the end because it was so cool. And, yeah, it does, <laughs> let's say, there's potential for a sequel. I don't know how they'd pull it off, but one's possible. Uh, it could be called Yeah, Resistance. anything's possible. Yeah, that that was a, that was a big surprise for me, 100%. Yeah. That and Hellbender. And just to go back to Hellbender for a second, I just wanted to mention Please. it sounds yes. like it's going to be this demonic movie about hell but it's not hellbender is the name of the band of the mother and daughter who she homeschools they never even go in public because she's trying to keep her safe or actually keep other people safe from her but it's this fun homeschooled mom and daughter who have this like heavy metal band together and that's the name of it so i think i was scared maybe by the name at first if you're not (laughs) into like you think it's gonna be like a hellraiser sort of thing but it's not that at all all right Um, so definitely you got to catch that Uh, um i will and you watch that one um, okay, what else do we got here? Was there any other new ones you've recently watched in the last week? Let me see here. You've missed? I watched, um, and it's not on my my favorites
0: necessarily, but I watched Nanny. Okay, same. Does that even, is that even horror? What the fuck? No. Oh, what the heck? And here is my issue with it, because uh, I thought it was shot and beautifully. It looked really, really yeah, great. Absolutely. I, I I had started hearing people say, "You oh, know, like this is one of the better horror movies this year." And I was like, all right, I'll check it out. It's it's on Amazon Prime. And I watched the right. whole thing, almost waiting for something
1: else to happen. Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it was psychological horror, I guess you could yeah. say, about the haves and the have-nots. More, which was more a little, of a drama, uh, though. It was more of a drama. Uh, but they're hitting you over the head with the have-and-have-not stuff. Literally, the family yeah. that this nanny babysits for, his last name is Haves. Uh, so that kind of... But you're absolutely right in terms of the filmmaking. The acting was really good. The lead was amazing. But I just the essentially the dream sequences she have that foreshadow yeah the untimely death of a person in her life uh, was not enough for me to qualify it as horror. I don't think I would suggest it even as a drama. I think it's missable personally. It was yeah. It was almost
0: elements of like fantasy with the uh,
1: the mermaid. But and
0: that's all I'll say about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because essentially, uh, water is what separates her and yeah. Her, well, anyways, it was yeah, it was a meh for me. Um, Same. I'm surprised I finished it. If I'm honest with you, yeah. Another one that really missed the mark for me that I watched that was high ranked on this list was something called A Wounded Fawn. Have you heard of this? Uh, one?
0: I've heard of it. I have not seen it.
1: Essentially, it's about a serial killer who you know has has killed someone at first and then the second victim it seems like he's killed her but it's unclear whether or not he did because then for the subsequent three quarters of the movie he's kind of going through what i took to be like when a serial killer is is sent to hell sort of thing and the right. horrors that he then faces sounds good in theory i didn't like it though i did not like it i uh I, I, I couldn't get on board with it All right. uh, I, it just was too fractured and convoluted for me and it, it, I didn't actually know what was happening a lot of the time too in a bad way so that, that's uh, never good in a movie <laughs> yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't recommend that maybe it's my own deficiencies but I just was not on board for that one and I, I squeezed in because it also was in the top 10 in the Rotten Tomatoes Deadstream and while I liked it I wouldn't put it in my top list
0: Okay, I know so you've this, seen this
1: one, right? Yeah,
0: I had brought it up a couple weeks ago, and uh, there was something about this movie that really worked for me, or works for me, and I think it was not just the movie itself, but it was the filmmaking team uh, who are a husband and wife. The star of the movie oh. uh, wrote and directed it with his wife. And okay, is the, she the woman that's in it? The only other character that shows on screen? No, no, no. she's not. Okay. Uh, the The other woman in it is like their friend that they make they make stuff with who is oh. also in their segment of the most recent VHS uh, anthology, VHS. Oh. Okay. Yes. Uh, VHS and 99. she is like my new horror f- actor. Like uh, She was so good in really? both of these projects. I really, really enjoyed her. But I think that's the thing I really liked about this movie is it reminded me of maybe and I'm not going to say Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell back in the day, but that that idea of Of making a smaller film like this, contained a cabin in the woods, if you will, and but with the updated social media aspect, there's humor in it. It um it made my ten because I was so I was so impressed with what they were able to do and and you know movies like this uh, with I'm not and I hate that term no nobodies there's nobody no one with like a name right but no names they or
1: he rather carries this movie really yeah, well. it really was hard to do and he did do a pretty good job with it i'm not i'm not gonna lie yeah because yeah, really? it's it's maybe again longer than it should have been sure i don't know exactly but he does he does pull that off i think it was necessary to bring in that other character and oh, what yeah. it to her is really amazing yeah um, yeah in it and i will say it really drew me and it was so fun for the first yeah. like 30 minutes it was just yeah. it was fun and then it really does get dark but uh, uh, with you, some, you do feel like you're watching him on YouTube, sort of thing. Yeah, and you do feel like yeah. he's talking to you. It's a beautiful parasocial film in that sense. Um, again, I just a little bit too long <laughs> for to me. Uh, understand. Maybe it's because I've been cramming them all in <clears throat> recently be. that that could have something to do with it. Maybe if it was a standalone, I wouldn't have felt that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and like, there's a couple legitimate jump scares.
0: Yeah, everyone should see it. There's a really great couple jump scares in it. Uh, like I said, you, the way they pull off humor in it, he kind of reminded me of like a young Bruce Campbell in that sense. Where, <laughs> a little bit, yes. You I know, do see that like, vibe that you're talking, and about. I would, I would you bet money that Bruce Campbell is his idol. You know, uh, yeah. I, I Speaking I,
1: of Bruce Campbell. If I might interject here, please. We were going to do this, but I hadn't seen it in time. I, I recently crammed in Black Friday, which oh, I think yeah, is a couple yeah, years old now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was a ton of fun, but it was, it was nothing new per no, se. Um, no. frankly, the scenes that I liked the best were when the characters were alone talking to each other about their like actual lives, which is so yeah. strange for a zombie film to be that way. But I thought there was a lot of heart in some of the characters that yeah. are normally in a zombie movie. Well, but in terms of the overall film, it's pretty stock, right? They, yeah, because they, zombies at a toy store yeah i
0: remember i saw that i think it came out last year like right before the holidays it's super fun because of who they are they've got some names right. in there uh devon yeah, Sawa, Devin Sawa uh, and you're right they it almost felt like um it only worked because they were so
1: likable yes i think that's true otherwise mixed mixed bag um yeah and it certainly didn't have the same sort of like amazing gore factor as some of the other ones we've mentioned. No. Going back to Sissy, what happens to <laughs> Sissy's best friend at the end? My gosh, that's some of the most graphic stuff I've seen since. I don't know if you remember the irreversible scene where someone. Has oh, yeah, head with the fire in, extinguisher but, in the face? Uh, yeah, that's what I was immediately sent back to. Um, Just Bush. It's, it's goofy Black Friday, but that's not even from this year. It's not but from it's this timely year. Timely given, Black Friday was just a couple of it's, weeks ago. Yeah,
0: and it's a holiday um, movie, and it's almost the holiday. Speaking holidays. of holiday movies,
1: you did cram in one recently, right? <laughs> that you didn't love so much. Uh, this Christmas, yeah, Bloody Christmas. I, th- you know, let me get the
0: title right. It's, I th- or is it? Bloody- yeah, Christmas
1: Bloody Christmas.
0: It's it's you know it feels like. You know what Black Christmas, what you were just talking about, tried to do, uh, tried okay. to have likable characters with with relatable dialogue. They even like poke fun at Blumhouse. It's oh, it's something. Uh, here's the thing: it may I I turned it off because maybe I just wasn't in the mood. I okay. watched about forty minutes into it. I don't know. I, I think life's short. If you can, if you're not enjoying yeah. your forty minute mark, I feel like you gotta. You gotta I think mark. so too. I think so too. It's it's unfortunate because I I, I mean maybe I maybe it gets even more
1: fun, but. It did get really panned from what I was seeing. I, that's why I didn't really kind of give it a second yeah. thought. You know, what also got panned in the same category, but I'm going to have to give it a shot, is the horror Grinch movie. That, oh, you, yeah. of I'll watch it. I'm not going to be able to resist that. No, I will watch it. It's the same another, thing. Winnie the oh, sorry, Pooh. go ahead. They said they just did the, the same win- thing. I want to see that too. Though. Come <laughs> on. That's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know that quite qualifies as horror, but that uh, Violent Night I will watch, even though that oh, got Oh, 100%. Just for the sake of some leguizamo and oh, and um, David Harbor, yeah.
0: And I, uh, I love that genre now of just ridiculous violence. It's like the John Wick yeah. world we're living in. That's uh, it's right. on demand right now. It's on. It just became streaming,
1: and I, that's I, streaming I rentable. That. You know. It seems like a good one to have in the background eating hors d'oeuvres, maybe playing a board game in the background. Something sort of yeah. You don't got to pay too much attention. That's kind of how I look at like Die Hard 2 now. I got to watch Die Hard. But <laughs> well, Die Hard 2, I love that around Christmas too, just in the yeah. background fodder. Or an old one, we could have done a Christmas episode, but Reindeer Games, again, oh, very yeah. gory. I don't know if I'd call, call it horror, but I remember Fantastic. really loving the twisty nature of that one.
0: Right. You know what movie but, uh, I really liked that also has a Christmas vibe is The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. with gina uh underrated gina davis, yes. gina davis samuel samuel L. jackson uh
1: so so freaking good the bad very guy's fun. david something he's in so much stuff i love that actor yeah too yeah. um but yeah that's that's one you gotta catch if you missed it i'm not sure it holds up now because it is pretty old yeah but i remember really liking it at the time what she does cutting up some carrots learning what she was oh yeah past. she's like a, yeah forget that. Scene. really good with the knife <laughs> very good with the knife um okay in terms of what else we've recently watched was there anything else you wanted to well, mention? Yeah you know, I think we're at the 45 minute mark here and I'd like to just okay. maybe just jump into
0: like what made what were some of your what made your top 10 not necessarily in any okay. order but what were some of your but favorites from this really year? Real quick
1: I do have to a downplay one that did make it in the top 10 of rotten tomatoes that i watched through and didn't understand and i okay. think I, I understood what they were attempting for but we're all going to the world's fair because it's made a lot of people's lists and boy did i just not connect to this movie at all i would suggest skipping it unless you're a tween um mm. because the horror aspect of it is very slim and it's really like watching like one of the worst YouTubers ever for two hours straight. Boy, like oh it boy. was really boring to me, and I kept waiting for something to happen that never happened. That's disappointing. Uh, yes. You're absolutely right. Let's dive into uh, what we demand our listeners watch before they uh, don't survive. Oh, yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> don't stay alive. Well, as I mentioned, Deadstream was in my, my, my ten favorites. Deadstream's
1: in yours. Hellbender and Sissy, we talked about. Those are both in my must-watch. Sissy and, and we mentioned Sp- You Won't Be Alone, which mm-hmm. is that other witch movie, in my top. Speak
0: No Evil, the one I mentioned about the, the two families, is in my top that's ten. The,
1: that's the, probably the next one I'm going to watch, based on that making your list and, and my having missed it. That sounds fun, with the yeah. two families and being forced to do stuff you don't want to do. I like yeah. that. Um, uh, did you ever end up seeing... Pray? Did Prey make yours? Prey made mine, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. It was just such a refreshing take on a property we love so much. How could you not? I know. You know? Here's just another like one that might su-
0: streaming for a while too. Surprise you that made my list
1: was fresh. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Did I see fresh? You got I don't remind know me if what you did. Says, no. It's
0: it's on Hulu. It stars Sebastian Stan. He's oh, a cannibal yes, the
1: cannibal one. Yeah. I did see that. I and love for some that. It wasn't on this Rotten Tomatoes list. I wonder why uh, of the hundred most popular. So I don't know. I liked it though. I I could see it making my list barely, but I think I do like my ten better than that one. But Sebastian Stan was great in it. He's so and I like that actress too. She's good. The Crawdaddy's actress. I don't know her name. Right. I don't remember Crawdad
0: movie. (laughs) She'll be super famous in a year, and we'll we'll learn her name
1: then. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> that uh, that was a good flick. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, and I could see myself down the line maybe watching that one again. So That to me is what a top ten would do. It's something that I would, I won't be able to resist watching sure. again at some sure. point. Um, Barbarian, obviously. Barbarian's in my list for sure. Barbarian, did we do? A, we didn't do a whole podcast on it, but we devoted a lot of the Airbnb one to it, I believe. Uh, yeah, that was so surprising and just had such a beautiful mythos that could be built into a franchise. That you can't go wrong with right. Bibarian. Right. What else? What else you got? I have uh Nope. Nope is on my list, of course. Uh you can't go wrong with Nope. That we did a whole cast on that one because it was it's that rich. And
0: here's you know, here's uh,
1: a question. Did this make your list? Scream?
0: No. 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 Scream didn't I, do anything really new for me. Did it make yours? I, I it made mine, but for this reason. Wow. Because it exactly. was out of everything in my list, it was a franchise movie that's still doing it. Uh yes. I thought they did a a fun job with it and I'm excited oh, to yeah. see Did you, have you seen the teaser
1: for the new one on the subway? I have and it looks great. I hope they're not giving away that that one character dies like I, in that teaser. Yeah, I yeah, um, I would hate but to see. I, I'm more excited I think for the second one than I was for this reboot. Mostly because they're not going to be cramming in Nev Campbell unnecessarily. You know what I mean? That was right. one of my biggest issues with this last one was I felt like we were were jamming stuff in that was unnecessary and i feel like they should have just gone with a, a full reboot sort yeah. of thing um but at the same time i guess it did play into the characters motives and all that <laughs> stuff but i'm more excited for the second one because now we got an understanding of these characters i'm rooted in them i want to see more jenna ortega after wednesday and oh, i think man. she'll be more of a central lead in this She's new a one star now uh, so yeah I- i'm definitely i'm pumped for the last one but that that wouldn't i'm not going to watch scream five anytime soon. I think even before the next one comes out. But I I did I did really like it. And I would say it's certainly better than Scream Two and Scream Three. Oh yeah. Yeah. So for me it goes one, four, five, three, two. We did that. Listen to the podcast on Scream. You'll hear my definitive. <laughs> if you want to hear order. our orders,
0: listen to that one. Now, here's another one on my list that Jenna Ortega's in uh, that you probably may not have seen called X.
1: I did see X, you and did. I loved X. X probably would be my 11th. Well, X almost made it. I haven't seen Pearl yet, though, but I've Pearl seen
0: X. is also on my list. I am so better? impressed. Pearl is really fun, and... I was so impressed with the turnaround of these films to, for both to release yeah. in the same year and and be high quality <laughs> and, like and be really, Ty West is a, is a great writer director. I I really just think you can continue on this this franchise with these characters. I I love the the time period they're sent in or or so Pearl.
1: So it was more we of an origin it series, story, right? Yes, it, but when it moves forward, is it really just, is it going to be like this horror that's rooted in, uh, suppressed sexuality sort of thing? Is that like the main theme of it? Would you argue or? No,
0: no. I think the main theme of especially Pearl is about finding your place in the world. Uh, Pearl is all about a movie, a, a girl who wants to leave this town and become famous and she'll do anything to gain okay that fame. Yeah, I do
1: want to, the preview was amazing the preview is so fun in itself yeah, so I know yeah. I'm gonna like it and it's you really very... like that actress too so yeah I gotta I gotta watch that one for sure yeah. um, one I don't think is gonna make your list but I freaking loved it was hatching it did not make my list no I I, <laughs> I loved the creature feature aspect of it I sure. just thought it was so interesting with this bird kind of turning into her uh, I I, <laughs> I don't know it just hit me at the right time I, I love hatching. It. Um, one that didn't make it list, because I know you haven't seen it yet, but you got to, because it's flipping awesome. I Probably would be my top three of the ten, is The Menu. Right. And We could potentially do a whole cast on The Menu. At some I would point, love to. So many good performers in it, speaking of John Loguizamo. Uh, it's just, I don't want to give too much away, because I don't want you to see it. Yeah, it's not what yeah. people think. It's not a cannibal movie, so don't go in there thinking they're, they're right. going to be eating people, because there's none of that. It's much more interesting than that, especially if somebody who watches cooking shows okay then this is well, going I to just I satiate yes I, I think you're gonna love the menu Love it. um and i only have one more that we haven't talked about uh but we did talk about in the cast and that's men men made oh, my yeah. list just for being like the most the <laughs> head trippy or i've probably seen all year
0: yeah i would say men is right up there with um you won't be alone as far as elevated horror if you will right that's yes. i really do appreciate what was the other one with um nimi about the lamb lamb oh yes was, was that, that this year? i don't that's what i'm that's why I'm, I'm questioning it because it's
1: right i think it might have been last year okay it may No, because we talked about it in the the first episode i want to i don't know but lamb would definitely be up there for me too in terms of must see probably more in top 20 ish than technically 2021 20, okay but uh that was also good only no, no set of picker picker movies it sure Those does and is, is there any ones that you haven't see- oh is, you
0: still got stuff on your list no you know i i don't know if did we did we mention this i don't know if it made your top 10
1: was smile did it make your top 10 um it is bolded here. Yes, it did. I like so, Smile a lot. So I that know was, you had mixed feelings, but I. Well, yeah,
0: it. it's my number eleven. <laughs>
1: okay, fair. it's That's it's
0: fair. Um, like almost. I'd hate to say the return of franchise horror, but it is kind of the return of big budget studio horror. Oh,
1: yeah, you know? that isn't. Uh, you know what are those? The Conjuring's or the Annabelle stuff. And I don't really love that much. The first Conjuring is really good, but when they start milking them, I, I struggle. Uh, right. But this, I think, could be a, a better angle to run with the the Daisy Chain, whatever sort of horror. Yeah. Um. Oh, it looks like my video's I, gone. Huh? I just just noticed that too. We lost your camera. Oh, we're done. It says finished. Did we just run out of time? Oh, weird. It just happened though, right? Yeah.
0: It. Okay. That's so fucking weird. It's never happened before. The audio is still going, so we can release oh, the full is audio it re-
1: recording. Because mine
0: doesn't show that anything. No, recording. no, no, no. The 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 video timer has stopped. I don't have to complain about that. I should have plenty. Um, okay,
1: Wait, well, to... let's just
0: wrap it up then. Um... Let's wrap it up. Twenty 2020... twenty. Two had a lot of fun, and I actually take back what I just said about the studio horror because Prey was a great example of that. I I think there's a nice 2022 to sum up was a nice balance of big in theater horror and you know streaming success with stuff like Sissy, and I'm excited to see what 2023 holds. I'd love to start thinking about what everyone
1: wants to see next year absolutely what we what do intend to concerned? give you a preview preview uh episode hopefully yeah. next but yeah we'll do some research i'm curious just to myself dig into what's going to be coming out in 2023 because other yeah. than scream six i'm not really trippy yeah
0: yeah me neither uh other than that i'd just like to thank everybody for listening uh listening yes. to us and watching us this year this was our first year of doing all the horrible things and we appreciate uh, all the listens uh happy
1: holidays a thousand thank yous for uh, staying alive and continue to stay alive